Hey, my name's Louis, and welcome to. I'm just gonna go for it. Hey, my name's Louis, and welcome to Between Two Plates, the Strength Vitality Podcast. This podcast has actually been finally brought to fruition in order to solve a technical dilemma that we've been facing in bringing some amazing content to our Facebook group, Pick It Up, Put It Down Community Isolation Support Group UK, which is free for anyone to join. Based on the super high volume of traffic on the internet as everyone works from home, uploading the full-length video was set to take days. However, an audio file is much easier to get online and available. What better way to solve a problem and catalyze something I've been wanting to do for a really long time than to get this podcast off the floor? This week, we're speaking with Sarah Huntley, sports psychologist, on how to navigate the mental health challenges that may face us as exercisers and human beings during periods of isolation and social distancing. Sarah has a master's in performance psychology, a wealth of experience working with clients and helping them achieve their sporting goals, as well as having a number of athletic achievements under her own belt. We moved our, what was meant to be, Facebook Live onto a Zoom call, so you may hear the drop in and out of attendees as we go. Thank you so much for joining us with your cup of tea or protein shake in hand, and I really hope you enjoy the podcast. Pow. Yeah, right, like- should we, um, should we, Sarah, are you happy to get started? Yeah, of course. Um, so maybe if you, bearing in mind that we will play this back and we'll upload it for people yes. to see, maybe if you could give us an introduction into where your, what your training is, what you do, um, and why you are in a position where you can offer us some awesome advice. Yes. So obviously, Gilly, I know you already know this. So <laughs> I That's right. I'm very <laughs> Pretend I don't. Okay. Okay. Cool. Right. I'm just going to hit record again and then we'll edit it up. Um, yeah. So, so hi guys. Um, welcome to yeah the first live from Louis' new innovation, which is very, very exciting. And I was thrilled to be asked to be part of. Um, so my name's Sarah. I'm a sports psychologist. Um, I'm based down in Brighton. Um, and currently self-isolating. And although obviously I work mainly with athletes, um, coaches in my in my normal life, the last couple of weeks are kind of, as everyone knows, turned life on its head. So I am actually, even though I'm working with the same clients I was working with before, most of the issues they're having are actually around the kind of uncertainty at the moment, how they can best deal with it, how they can continue to train and maintain fitness, um, and how to best approach a situation like this where there's so many kind of unknowns and lots of different um, variables. So Louis got in touch at the beginning of the week and said, um, would it be something I might be able to help with in terms of kind of mental health, mindset, how to, if you kind of like going to the gym and now your gym's shut, what, you know, what, what else can you do and how can you approach this time? Um, so you come out the other end actually probably feeling more resilient, maybe more focused, more driven and have had a great time of kind of mental kind of a bit of a rest as well and a bit of self-reflection time um so to do all those things that often we we're too busy to do so to try and see it as an opportunity rather than um rather than a challenge or something that restricts us so yeah that's my kind of background been a sports psychologist for about four years now um prior to that i i was a sports massage therapist and actually only um only stopped doing that uh christmas last year so i was based up in heathfield and uh, so, yeah, combination of kind of a couple of different things I do. But yeah, now I'm a sports psychologist and yeah, working on the mental side of sports. I work with athletes on their confidence. Uh, we do goal setting sessions, uh, a lot around self-belief, mindset, as I mentioned before. So things like that. And I coach online, which luckily for me at the moment is, is, has meant that I'm able to continue working. Um, and I do some face to face stuff, too. So, yeah, that's a brief summary of kind of what I do. Yes, that was a great summary. <laughs> um, how 
how have you found this yourself so was there a moment where you were like did you sort of see this coming like lots of people did with the isolation as it were were you already prepared for it or did it when you had that moment of realization of right i'm now gonna have to sit at home and work which you were already i mean i guess a lot of your work you can do anyway did you yeah. have to be like right did you have to have a self-talk or were you already mentally oh like, prepared for that I, I wish i could say i was mentally prepared <laughs> But last week, uh, I had a, a mini meltdown, let's say. Just that, that feeling of panic of like, oh God, my world's going to change. I was so blasé about the whole coronavirus thing. I think sometimes, you know, when you're healthy, you think, oh, it's not going to affect me. Like yeah. something happening in China miles away, it's not really going to change. And then I think sort of last weekend and obviously um, the week before, it's kind of ramping up quite severely. I'd watch the news and think, bloody hell, this is, you know, this is serious. I need to actually sit up and listen to this. So yeah, I had a bit of a bit of a point where I thought oh blimey I'm quite you know it's quite overwhelming um the country you feel like you lose control a little bit because we're so used to being in control of every area of our lives so yeah I did have to give myself a bit of a talking to on a dog walk end of last week and say right Sarah what would you what would your advice be to <laughs> um so no I wish I could say I yeah took took to it like a duck to water but I didn't but then this week I've had a completely different approach to it I've been seeing the positives in it I've been kind of just trying to make the most of the situation and actually I'm feel a bit guilty about saying it but I'm actually really enjoying it so far. <laughs> <laughs> what positives have you been able to take away from it at this like sort of short stage into into the yeah pit? yeah I don't know whether I'll yeah I managed to say this positive if it you know months months down the line but yeah. um it's actually I think for me just enjoying the simple things in life um and just kind of stripping life back so I'm quite a busy person and that's kind of my default and actually to be forced to be to slow down be for, you know forced to not be able to you know go out to a coffee shop meet my friends do everything i normally do go to the gym you have to be quite inventive don't you i think the word i've actually kind of thought about is key to the way i've changed my approach to it is kind of adaptability and nice. and loads of things can be done different ways you know we hosted a we hosted a um, coaches kind of meetup last uh, end of last week, which we're supposed to be doing in person down in Bath. In four days, myself, my business partner turned it around and we had 50 coaches on a call like this. Um, and we ran it for three, three and a half hours and it worked. And we were just Absolutely. like, what? This isn't going to work. And, and they loved it. So realizing that you can actually do more, but having to be in that situation to begin with, I think was key. Was key. That's brilliant. That is, it's, it, I think it's really there's an element of being like, right, I think we need to understand that like, people are going to be in a place where they need to sort of let it settle and mm. acknowledge the position they're in. And it's that, that moment of, okay, this is where I'm at. And then they're in a position where they're able to take action. And that action might initially be, okay, right, it's okay for me to rest this week. Or it's okay mm. for me to like, it's okay for me to just be like, what is happening? And it's okay mm. for me just to make sure my kids survive this week. You don't have to be their teacher, their doctor, their nurse. Like, everything in one go but once you've gone through that process of acceptance and again i appreciate everyone's in different positions but it, it is the little things like even the stuff you're looking forward to now it's like i can't wait to give someone a high five i can't wait to have a cup of tea or go for a beer and what will happen when we come through this life will be so much brighter because we'll have appreciated all of those things with which we took for granted maybe beforehand yeah you're absolutely right and i know for me it's easier than most because you know i don't have kids at home i'm working online so i've kind of got the easiest ride and yeah. i don't know for you louis because obviously a lot of your work is face to face you're in the gym how's it how's it affected you and how did you handle yeah. it it's i mean again I, I think that we're in a really privileged position uh of like the 
the gym have been really supportive to us. Uh, the, like my, a lot of my clients I'm still in contact with, which is great. I'm still able to give them online support. Um, but I really miss, totally selfishly, I really miss just seeing people at the gym. I miss like seeing my yeah. friends at the gym, my colleagues. Uh, I do massively miss the one-on-one -on -one coaching. Uh, and uh, although I'm still doing that online, it, there's, it's all of the little things that go in our communication that probably doesn't come through on a camera lens. Um, but the reason that I think, uh, I think, and a bit like you said, right now we're in a good place, but the reason that I thought it'd be really cool to bring you on is to thought, right, okay, we're in a good place right now, but we recognize that maybe there needs to be some things we put in place for if we're not in such a good place. And one mm. of those things that I thought would be cool, a little bit like in training, we get people, even if they're injury free, we're like work on your mobility, make sure you're stretching, et cetera. Are there like mental health hygiene tips that you could give us and the, and the people watching for how to keep their mental health in a, in a robust place should it veer off track? Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. That's a really good kind of metaphor to how you might work in the gym with someone rather than just treating a problem when it arises, actually be proactive about it and, and try and kind of get your mental health as, as good as it can be. Because there's a, a kind of a bit of a neg negative connotation around the word mental health. Like we assume it's a, if someone has, a, you know, you talk about your mental health, it's a negative. Actually, the word, you know, mental health is just neutral. You can have really great mental health as well. So in terms of kind of hygiene factors, I guess it's kind of what I've been thinking about doing myself this week. And I think the biggest one for me has been routine. Um, so often people, if they're working or going to the gym, you have a great routine. And when that's taken away from you, you can kind of feel quite lost. So creating like a routine of your own, even if it's, you know, a walk in the morning, if you can get outside or, you know, uh, some time in the garden, you know, meditating or doing some yoga. And, and you're doing things at certain times and making sure you're eating regularly. So creating those habits, again, which could have been different to what you might do in everyday life when you can go out and do what you want to do. But creating yeah. a routine, I think, is absolutely key. Um, my second point is getting outside. And at the moment, we're blessed with beautiful sunshine. So that's yeah. a nice, easy one. <laughs> um, and obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're being asked just to go out once, get some exercise. Um, and for people to make the most of that and, and, and do that if they're, if they're feeling well and able to, or, you know, people like you, Gilly, are lucky you've got, you know, your own, your own uh, space. And that's absolutely fantastic that you can make the most of that. And I think we're really all appreciating our outdoor time and our outdoor space now. It's kind of restricted. So getting outside right. is absolutely key and getting that vitamin D and enjoying that sunshine. Um, exercise, obviously, um, you know, this has got a slight, slight bend towards people maybe who are, who are training already because that can be a massive part of your life, of your identity. Um, of what makes you feel good. So there's no reason you have to stop that. There's been, you know, yourself included, Lou, there's so many things you can do online. Uh, people are doing workouts, lots of them are free, or there's groups you can join. I've seen people posting in, the, uh, in your group about different uh, training that people are offering now. So yeah. personal trainers are kind of really diversifying at the moment, and, and it's up to us to make the most of it. The exercise is absolutely key, and we all know it makes us feel great. So even if you've only got a flat and you haven't got any outside space, just doing a hit workout for 20 minutes or some stre stretching, I think will really make the difference. What do you um, do at the moment for your exercise? So, well, I've been sea swimming today. Wow. <laughs> I, say, I say sea swimming, but I think I was in for all of about one and a half minutes. It was okay. really <laughs> but um, yeah, so a bit of sea swimming. I've obviously got a dog, so walking the dog um, kind of at the same time, just going down to the beach um or just going for a kick about the park with a rugby ball or something like that so uh and then yeah getting some space taking the weights out into the garden and just mixing it up a bit it's a great opportunity to try something different isn't it and get out of the gym 
uh, as much as I love the gym, just get outside and, and do something different. Absolutely. Um, yeah, eating is obviously key. Like, you know, we are, as you, you would know much better than me, Louis, being a nutritionist, but eating well is you know, absolutely key to well-being. So making sure that even if you're a bit restricted on where you can shop on, on what foods you can get, that you're really making an effort to eat well and eat regularly as well and uh, put that into your routine. So kind of time your meals when you think would work for you. Cool. Um, and my last point, just touched on it there, just be creative. Like this is a, such a cool opportunity for us to try something new. There might be like a book you want to read or an online course you want to do in terms of personal development. And like what, what better time to do it if you, if you can't work or your work's a bit limited, then really make most of that time and, and just do something that maybe, yeah, you wouldn't do normally. That's fantastic. Um, coming back to routine, are there ways in which you would advise people to help form that routine? So might it be, uh, yeah, actually without leading it, yeah, are there ways that <laughs> Are there ways that if someone was like, actually, Sarah, that's a wicked idea. I want to be doing yeah. more exercise and I want to be more routine with this thing. How would you advise them to approach that? Yeah. Yeah. I actually had this exact conversation with a client uh, this week who um, does a lot of running. So she can't do so much running at the moment because um, she's kind of limited on when she can go out. And so I just kind of talked to her through what would be the next best thing, you know, what would be a, what would a good week look like? And she's like, okay, maybe if I could run three times a week and, uh, you know, do a Pilates session. I'm going to do an online session with my friends. I was like, great. And then she's like, well, I live two minutes from the sea. I could maybe go in the sea right. once a week. And obviously I'm like, yeah, brilliant. Um, <laughs> and then, and then kind of just drilling down on, okay, what does that look like? When are you going to have your rest days? Um, and then, you know, when, when works best for you, you know, working out in the morning, the research shows, you know, gives you all those great endorphins the rest of the day. So if you're working out first thing, that can kind of set you up really well, especially okay, cool. if you're working from home and you want to concentrate. So, and then writing it down actually is, is key, I think. So creating your own training diary um, and then sticking nice. to that, perhaps telling someone else you're going to go and do it, setting out your gym clothes or your workout clothes the night before, just so you're prepped really. So it's all the usual stuff, I think. That's amazing. I love that. And I love the telling someone else you're going to do it. That accountability <laughs> is really key as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, now, so what about looking out? Are there things that people can look out for in themselves? I mean, I, I suppose with mental health, is it always obvious if your mental health is deteriorating? And are there things that we can look out for if they are? Yeah, I think so. Sometimes um, it's hard, isn't it? Because we had, have, have had this change in routine. So I think actually just checking in with yourself every day and, and maybe thinking, okay, how am I feeling today? How, you know, where am I on, my, on a scale of one to 10 in terms of my anxiety? Uh, have I been watching the news all day and has that been affected me? Okay. And if it has, what, you know, how am I going to, what would be best for me to do? So for example, like last week I was watching news quite a lot. Um, and we actually have as humans uh, a natural negative bias. So we interpret and really listen to negative pieces of information seven times more than we listen to positive. So everyone knows that if you get seven bits of positive feedback you might get one one negative comment and that's the one you hang on to because that's yeah. <laughs> kind of harks back to when we were cavemen and we were running around the plains um and if a saber-toothed tiger's behind a rock we need to be able to attend to that tiger before we're looking at the daisies Right. So we've still got that bias and at the moment 90 percent of the news is negative as well so it's like a huge okay. kind of intake of negativity so if we're choosing what we attend to and, and say switching the news on at six o'clock and just watching it for half an hour and going, yep, yeah, right. And not watching it before bed or not endlessly scrolling social media, because I think it's easy to kind of get sucked into that. And I think that can really affect mental health. Um, and I think staying in touch is a good one. So stuff like this is absolutely fantastic. 
um so groups and uh you know coffee mornings i know stacy's doing a kind of a coffee morning every week yeah. such a good idea and and there's so much stuff online as we mentioned earlier kind of classes and and meetups kind of things so i think just making sure your loved ones are okay so kind of call in and check in with them video calls that kind of thing and volunteering as well so if there are people in your community you know are alone or they're vulnerable or they're ill and they can't get out offering to you know do some shopping if, you, if you're feeling happy to do that or even walk their dog or, or just you know give them a call and and say hello it can really help kind of combat loneliness That's um cool. yeah so i think those are kind of my my top tips for that and it, and with that i mean you sort of touched on that anyway but i was going to ask you about so what we could look out for in others as well are there things that like will someone will can we pick up on behaviors that other people are doing or are there things that we should be watching out for? And perhaps that's harder because we're not seeing people one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and one, are there things we can look out for? And two, and you've already sort of touched on it, what can we be doing if we do recognize that there might be something unusual about, unusual about mm. behavior? Yeah, I think if it's obviously if it's people you know quite well, then you, you'll notice a change in their mood or the way they communicate yeah. with you if they kind of drop off and you haven't heard from them in a few days. Just check in with them and, and see how they are. And, you know, literally ask someone how they are. And sometimes people just need to talk about these things to feel better. You don't need to right. be an expert counsellor or psychologist. Just having someone to listen to you um, and talk through kind of how they're feeling. I found that with my clients this week. We haven't done so much sports psychology, but they just want to have a talk about how hard it is to have the kids at home. They're trying right. to run a business. They're trying to carry on with their sport as well. And we've just been talking about how, how they can best handle that and kind of just gain a bit of control back. So I think, yeah, things like kind of, you know, feeling fatigued, a lack of energy, motivation, if someone's, uh, yeah, if just behavior's changed, I think is probably the, the biggest one. And just to be checking in on people that are in your, in your uh, network and, and making sure they're okay. Okay, cool. That's a really good point. Um, it touched on, I can't remember, I was going to ask you something now, but you said something then that touched on something that you, that you were saying earlier. Oh, that was it. Um, that mental health you were saying like just talking about it because you're right you yeah. said earlier like mental health is a neutral word but it often is taboo so even just yeah. to check in with your friend and say how's your knee there'd be mm. nothing about that you'd be like oh my knee's aching yeah. or my knee's fine but to be like how's like your mental health how are you feeling are you? Mm. and then prodding that so instead except of just being like how are you yeah i'm cool mate yeah. you definitely cool like going for a yeah. second attempt just to make sure that they're definitely in that space i suppose is a quite mm. a cool thing for us to do yeah for sure and if you you find some useful articles online or you know if people are watching this and think oh i know a friend could really benefit from that like share the links with them or you know send stuff to them that you think might benefit them i think that's really so much out there is there so now if someone and a lot of people that are probably watching this if they are with us because of pick it up put it down then it's quite likely yeah. that they're probably exercise um yeah. lots of the conversations i've been having and i, I expect you've been having as well uh people if, if someone came up to you sarah and was like look i'm a bit stressed lots of your clients are probably here uh my training's all over the place how might you um approach that would you how would you reassure them that either things are going to get better or that what they're doing now is okay mm, i think it depends on their goals so if they you know they they what they've got a kind of particular event in mind that now they're not able to do um say this week i've been working with a client who's running a half marathon or wanted to run a half marathon so we had the conversation of well could you still do it and she's like, well, if, if things are like they are, yeah, I could. So she's actually going to plan on running that distance at, yes. on, the, on the same awesome. date to do it. But yeah, I understand for some stuff, you know, for maybe stuff in the gym, if people haven't got the right kit at home, it, it makes it a bit difficult. Um, I think in terms of the kind of self-care, we need to think about ourselves as 
people before we think about ourselves as athletes or nice. or really good in terms of training. Because if you haven't got the basics in terms of your sleep, your nutrition, your energy, you're not going to be training to your best anyway. So if you're feeling tired or you're feeling run down or stressed, just think about the things that really relax you. And it could be a, a gym session. It could be a light gym session or like some stretching instead or some yoga or listening to some meditation. And I'd just give yourself some time to get that feel, you know, just feel better in yourself before you kind of push your body, push, push your body too hard. Um, Cause we've got the time now. And, and I think sometimes when we're, you know, we want to train, we're really sporty. We, you know, book all these events in, which is really exciting and great for our motivation. But then it can be a little bit limiting as well. So having, you know, maybe two or, or three months, if, if it comes to that, um, of, of kind of free time to try different things. It might not even be sporty stuff, but it might be if you're in a particular sport, you want to come back. Actually, I want to come back stronger. I really want to, I had a working with a badminton player yesterday. She plays for, for GB and, and she wants to come. She's like, okay, well, I can't play, go and play badminton, but I know I can actually do lots more cardio. I can get stronger. I've got weights at home. Yeah. That's fantastic. And I can work on my mental skills. And I was like, yeah, perfect. So, so I think seeing the positives in the situation is great and diversifying your training, like mixing it up, doing something new um, because there's so much we can do. And it's not like everyone else is training and you're not. So everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Looking after yourself as, as a person, I think is, is key to begin with. That's awesome. That's a real, I love that. And it comes back again to you saying about the adaptability, like oh. go through that phase of recognizing where you are now and then, but how can you approach this from a sort of wider perspective? Like your client, that's amazing that she was willing to look at training her, like doing her mental game for her sport and building her strength yeah. outside of badminton, et cetera. Um, yeah, if you, uh, is there anything you wanted to add to that? Yeah, so, so that would be kind of where I'd start with that. Um, I wrote a blog post this week, so if people want to see that, it's on my website, sarahuntley.com. Um, but it was just about kind of how to approach this time. Um, so you're kind of feeling motivated, you've still got some focus, and you're hopefully coming back to your sport when we can all go back to normal life, kind of stronger, fitter, and, and more resilient than you were to begin with. So yeah, so focusing on yourself first, uh, and yourself as an athlete second. Really think about what you can do. What could you do in this time that perhaps isn't, you know, your actual sport, but contributes towards it. So in terms of strength, conditioning, fitness, uh, mental kind of mental training as well. And then creating that training plan. So we've already created okay. kind of a routine for your day. Um, but perhaps I think a lot of, you know, the athletes pick it up, put it down. Athletes will be working with a training plan and that might have to change a little bit, but you can still create a kind of training plan where you know what you're doing in each session and you know why you're doing it. So for swimmers, I'm working with some swimmers at the moment, they can't get in the pool, but they can do loads of gym work to really strengthen those muscles for, for swimming. So they can kind of do some stuff at home as well. So create that training plan for your exercise as well as your life. Okay. Um, getting outside, I think is, is massive. So we're allowed to exercise outside at the moment. So if you can kind of do the two together, perfect um think outside the box so maybe it's time to try something you've never tried before um it could okay. be uh, you know i've started just messing around playing rugby this week never been played rugby yeah. in my life but it's great fun and just learning a skill from scratch and i probably would never have done, done it if, if you know I, di I didn't get the chance to right now so and then i think yeah work on mental skills there's so much online there's so much so many books we can read uh, to just educate ourselves because I think the stats stats show kind of 20% of sport is physical so we've got to think about what the rest is what the other can you recommend any is. books for that I can recommend a million books I can send you a list <laughs> and I'll, I'll pop it in the pop it in the group if anyone's interested that would be great um, yeah. yeah there's some there's some great stuff out there and podcasts as well there's some brilliant brilliant podcasts 
um, there's one called Don't Tell Me the Score. Uh, it's through the BBC and it's a guy interviewing lots of different athletes or psychologists um, or coaches all about kind of the mental side of sports. So that's probably my favourite kind of sports psychology podcast called Don't Tell Me the Score. And, you, and that's, that would also be, uh, that would also help someone who maybe isn't a sports psychologist listening to that. So for us laymen, we could listen to that and take Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, I, got, I take so much from it as well. Okay. And it's so interesting because they interview, you know, he interviews someone like Johnny Wilkinson and you're so fascinating the way he thinks, the way he speaks and uh, just hearing the strategies he uses. It's, it's brilliant kind of listening to sort of our heroes in a way, kind of explain what, what brought them the success they had. So yeah, some great takeaways in those podcasts. You've, um, I've got, I've got another question to ask you. Billy, do you need to make a move? It's approaching. Yeah, home. I probably do. Really, really lovely to listen to both of you. I will finish watching the rest of it when it goes online. Which it Perfect. will do. Thank you so much. And actually, the, the one thing I was just going to say is my mantra, which is Tom's mantra, is process, not outcome. And actually, right. what everything Sarah is talking about is is how to how to change our process isn't it no we, we can't worry about the outcome yet the outcome really ultimately is going to be coming through this healthy but mm. we can't worry about you know where our sporting position or whatever it is is going to be at the end of it but just enjoy the process who's yeah. tom um, gilly for anyone watching who doesn't know who tom is who's tom tom evans um an absolutely mad ultra runner uh, he ran 100 miles last year in under 15 hours um general superstar and used to train at eisenhurst yeah <laughs> an elite yeah, that's runner. a nice little plug lovely to see you both thank you so much Take care, thank you so much gilly bye-bye um so yeah, sarah i was going to ask about you've mentioned uh some uh training your i'm not can't remember the phrase that you use but training your mental game almost as it were yes and you said there are lots yes. of things like things that people can do what could we go and do at, to do that training yeah well i think obviously lots of the things i work on um in terms of kind of confidence self-belief motivation it's not just in sport it's kind of it, it comes from other parts of life as well so my the training i do with people although they probably come to me to help for help with their sport invariably looks at the rest of their life so i take quite a holistic approach to it so i'm looking at like their personal life if they have to share it kind of professional life you know work goals because it all ties in and you can't have kind of one without the other and we look at kind of performance lifestyle factors, so sleep, nutrition, um, hydration, alcohol, social media. And I think those are the key things to probably start thinking about first if you want to work on kind of areas of sports psychology. Um, there's some really great books around sleep. But it's one of my favorite topics. So and it's absolutely fascinating kind of why we sleep and how we sleep and what kind of rhythms we sleep in. Um, and it's just the best kind of performance enhancement, enhancement tool we have is our sleep. So if you're not getting enough sleep, that would be the first one, first one to work on. Um, and then in terms of kind of strategies, we, you know, there's, there's so much you can do, say, for example, around mindset. So Gilly was just talking about process out. Um, and there's basically mindset can be split into two areas. So you can have a process mindset or an outcome mindset. So process mindset, for example, is when you see kids playing and they're really absorbed in the activity and they're doing it because they absolutely, absolutely love it. They're not thinking about a medal. They're not thinking about where they might finish the results. They're not getting distracted by what other people think of them. 
And then often when we have success in sport and we become good at something, we might get a medal or we might get on a podium. Uh, we might finish at a, you know, a certain place above other people. And then that often becomes the focus and that can really detract from our performance. So thinking about what type of mindset you have a kind of natural tendency towards okay, and thinking about a time when you had that process mindset. And I know for me, like I really have a process mindset when I'm sea swimming, like I'm totally absorbed in the activity. I have to be because it, you know, could be quite dangerous. I need to think about tides, waves, weather, temperature of water. So I don't really have a choice. Okay. Um, so I'm just so process mindset and it's just so refreshing and great for the brain. So if you can find an activity, even if it's a new activity uh, over the next few weeks that you can really just get absorbed in. And the same when you start a sport. So play, you can playing rugby this week, just messing around in the park. I have to really concentrate on what I'm doing. So I completely forget about everything else, uh, forgetting about kind of the news and, you know, what's going on at the moment. And actually, it's really refreshing. So having that kind of uh, option to have that real process mindset and thinking about it in your sport how has your the success you've had really affected the way you think about it um, because process mindset's really really closely related to high performance and as Gilly said her son Tom uh, that's his that's his mantra process not outcome because especially for him running a hundred miles you, there's no point thinking about the finish or where you might podium if you've got 15 hours of running left you'd really need to think about like the next step how am I going to run the next mile? What am I going to be thinking about? What's useful for me to think about right now? And it's probably not going to be the colour of the medal at the end. <laughs> that is such a mental game, isn't it? <laughs> that sort of endurance, that, that endurance sport. Are there any apps or um, like, if we were going to make that comparison again to like mobility and daily mobility, you might set a client. Are there yeah. things that if people were like, right, Sarah, I've got 10, 15 minutes a day and it might be touched mm -hmm. on any of the things you've already said. Would you be like, do you know what, yeah. this would be a really cool way for you to spend that 10, 15 minutes? Well, yeah, there's apps. A lot of my clients use apps like uh, Headspace or the Daily Calm. Just, and at the moment, obviously, you know, there's a lot of bad news going around. So just to kind of get your baseline anxiety uh, under control cool. and like your, your level of calmness, I guess, down. Um, and I'm going to be doing a video series in the next few weeks around mindset and how you can approach this time and how you can still train because there's obviously a lot of focus and, and obviously we really feel for people in the NHS and on the front line, they're doing amazing, amazing work. Um, but then there's also people who want to continue to train and, and that, that's the kind of their, their focus and it's, it means a lot to them too and that's okay. So to, to give people kind of just a few tips and tricks of things they can try or exercises they can do um, to ensure they kind of come back better and, better and stronger than they were before. Oh, lovely. If you could send us the link to that, where that video series is going to go. Yeah, we'll do. As well, Definitely. Of course. Um, is there anything that you wanted to add on to what you've already said? I don't think so. But I'd be interested, Louis, to hear, hear your thoughts a bit more, because I'm sure all these people who are, who are on your Facebook page are actually really interested in you as well. And I know you didn't want me <laughs> to ask are. you. <laughs> and, we, and we won't cut this off the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd be really interested. So how, how do you feel? If how do you feel you're going to maintain your mental health on an ongoing basis during during this time? Uh, engagement with people. Like I think it's. I think one of the things yeah. I've noticed, which is actually, um, which is really good about this situation. Oh, we're, <laughs> we've got someone joining. Theo's coming in. Hey. <laughs> uh, I'll let Theo join in. Uh, the. One of the really cool things that I've noticed is that the conversations you're having now are much more deliberate. So it's not like you're seeing someone walking past and then just having a passing conversation. You're not obliged to talk to anyone. Every conversation that we're having now. Hi, Theo. 
See, I'm going to mute, but you're very welcome in. <laughs> um, yeah, the conversations we're having are not, uh, they're all deliberate. And it means that when you're speaking to someone, you, you really care and you're also really taking the time to do so. So all of the conversations I've had in the last week now have been set. I've been speaking to a friend, um, speaking to a friend and it's been like, right, we'll speak at 12.30. Not, I'll see you when you're at the gym. And then the conversations are much longer. We're talking about much more things in depth because the conversations are in private. You're having, uh, it's much more quality. I think there are some real positives to take away from it. My, I think, and it'll be, I can imagine it's amplified in what you do, but I have a massive emotive connection with my clients. I really invest in them emotively. So I, I was really worried about how they were going to be during this. And I've spoken to most of my clients now. And it's fantastic to see that they're keeping their, uh, they're keeping their physical fitness up as much as they can. Uh, most of them are still being really mindful of their nutrition, which is, which is great. Uh, I think something like this really pulls the mirror up to you and you become, it, it sort of shines things out you're doing well and maybe things that you need to look at. And lots of clients have realized there's things that they could do to make them happier in of themselves, which is great. Uh, and just, and one of the biggest things is seeing people who I've thought would find this really challenging um, because they are like really like uh, uh, deliberate and uh, consistent with their training. So many of them have had these realizations of actually like, it's cool. I'm changing my training up. I'm at home and like my family have become a priority or things like that, which has been like fantastic. And that's really lovely to see. Uh, and then the final thing that I think is amazing from it, I know I've sort of gone off the question you asked me, but I think the the ability for people to adapt and become versatile has that's incredible. Like in what you do, I'm like you said, you had to move a conference online, which is or that workshop you're doing with your clients yeah. online. Uh, a lot of my industries moved online as well. It's incredible to see actually something like this forces us to see how incredible human beings can be, how we can all work yeah. together. And another thing which is amazing, you're talking like Brexit and all the rest of it. It's just unified people. There's not really a political party now. It's we all work together. No one has a stigma talking about the fact that financially it might be hard, that food is hard. Yeah. We've all been unified by adversity and we've all innovated together, which I think is amazing. Definitely. We've all forgotten about Brexit as well, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't have said it, should we? <laughs> I know. Ah, but I think it's key as well. As as obviously, we're both we're both coaching other people, and I uh, this week uh, I've been coaching a lot, and I've actually felt more drained bec- uh, because, than before. And I was trying to think like, why do I feel more drained? Like I've actually not been doing as much. But as you say, like when you invest emotionally in people, um, you're taking a lot of their stuff on, aren't you? And yeah. especially at this time when people are finding it so difficult. I find I finish a coaching session and they, they feel great, which is amazing. <laughs> and then I'm like, hang on a minute. I need to look after myself too, because if I'm going to be effective in what I'm doing and yeah. help people feel better, I need to look after myself. So for example, today uh, I thought, okay, I need to take, take a bit of time out and I need to recharge myself. And I think people look to you for that as well. You know, you're running a, your Facebook group and your big events and all your online training. And it's so important for us coaches to look after ourselves and know what revitalizes us rather than just being able to help everyone else do that too. You're absolutely right. That is a really good point. And, and, like, and I think you can compare that to lots of people. Um, I often make the comparisons and you'll see this in dads as well, but I, I often make the comparison to a mum and a mum like 
especially with, with my mom, it's like, right, I'm going to take everything on. I'm going to take all of your troubles on and I'm going to deal with it all myself. And you're like, that's great. But you, if you're not investing in yourself, you're not going to have a pot of energy to invest in us. So if you're not going to, if you don't want to be selfish about this, invest in yourself, commit to your own self care, and then you can help the other people that depend on you anyway. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you as well, Sarah, before, before we wrap this up was if I was to give you two extra hours in a day, you know, right. These belong to you now. What would you do with that? Yeah. time? Oh, great question. I think the first thing that jumps into my head is I'd probably do something creative. So I remember like as a kid, I was, uh, you know, loved art and music and all that kind of thing. And as I've grown up, I've just kind of, it's gone by the wayside and I've always feel like I've not got time for it. So I think if I had an extra couple of hours in a day, and I think it's something I can make a couple of extra hours for, um, it's definitely one of my intentions to kind of get back to that and do something creative and uh, yeah, away from kind of results driven, either coaching or work or, um, you know, sport. So yeah, just something creative and something relaxing. Um, same question to you. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Last one, no I way. promise. Um, I think it would change. Can't spring questions on, your... on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now, if you're going to give me two hours, um, I would be probably spending more time building my website. Uh, yeah. But I think in general, an extra two hours, I would learn it. I'd probably either try and learn a language, or um, nice. I'd love. I'd. I'd really love to do. Uh, I'd really love to do another degree, or no, a degree. I haven't done a degree, but I'd love to do a degree in medicine. Um, but I don't know what that would be. Okay. I think that's what wow. I would do hours. But, yeah, um, cool. I like it. I, I applied to. Uh, I applied to be a. Uh, they're doing these degree apprenticeships now, and I applied mm. for a uh, to be a, a paramedic, and you can go straight into work. And and the oh, other wow. thing is, once you're qualified with that, you get your flexibility back in how you work. So it would mean that I can continue to do the projects that I'm building at the moment, and yeah. do something that really is close to my heart. You know, I work with the air ambulance a lot, so that would be amazing. Yeah. Wow. But um, I need to go back and revisit it. I got rejected because I don't have a C1 driver's license, which is like driving a seven-ton vehicle. Yeah. So I'm going to go attack that. That's going to be a part of my process, and I'll come back and apply again. <laughs> I like I like it. That's resilience and determination. There's that phrase, um, uh, what's for you won't pass you by. And if you're determined enough to do something, you'll nice. go, okay, I don't want, I'm not, it's not right for me right now, but if I, need, if I do X, Y, Z, focus on that process, the outcome will take care of itself. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Sarah, thank you so, so much. Um, no worries. That was amazing. And I think there's going to be a lot of helpful stuff for people there too. Uh, and, Good, if you're, so. and what we'll do as well, if you, I'll get this, um, I've, I've recorded this as well. We'll upload this. And if you could also share with me or on the group, uh, those things you've mentioned, your website, the blog post, those extra yeah. resources and where people can find that video series you're doing, that would yeah, be really course. helpful too. I will, no problem. Well, thank you so much for asking me. It's been fun. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> so, um, take it easy, keep in touch. I look forward to seeing your post and we'll get this up hopefully tomorrow. Amazing. Thanks, thank Louis. You, take care, ah. bye. Bye-bye. That was awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, all of your thoughts are really welcome. Uh, you can message me, you can send me an email at louis at strengthvitality.com or louis at piupid.com or on whatever platform you're watching this. Uh, please leave a review, that's super, super helpful. Um, otherwise, have a fantastic day. Stay strong, look after each other, and remember, you are a rock star. Pow.